20 questions or 20 minutes, whichever comes first, as long as it's you. This is You Go First. I'm your host, Blair Payton. We have 20 questions in a vase. My guests will draw the first question, and we'll go back and forth covering as much ground in 20 minutes. The timer begins after the first question is read. My guest today is Sharzag Kiade. She's a host, podcaster, pioneering YouTuberist, as seen on Mixed Makeup, Mom's View, and Clever Style. Most recently, she hosted Slade, a Yuletide crafting series for the Design Network. Please make welcome by shouting to yourself in your car or at home, my guest, the very funny Sharzag Kiade. I'm so impressed with how you say my name. Thank you. You make me sound cool. Well, hey, I do my best. It's creative writing. You know, we, we got to build each other up. It's been a shitty pandemic. Seriously. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you doing? You're out in LA. I am in LA. I'm south of LA. It's funny. I moved a little over a year ago, pre-COVID, thankfully, mm-hmm. and I live in the burbs and it's just where I was meant to be. Let's talk about your most recent project you did was Slade on the Design Network. Let's talk about that. What was that like? I, not design cheesy, but it was so dreamy. It was so much mm-hmm. fun. It was, I got to host a crafting competition show. It was a five-part series on the Design Network. And I love the Design Network. I've worked with them on different projects in the past. And they're fun. They're, they're great. Uh, the president is fabulous. The, the founder, everybody, they're just good vibes. I got to go to North Carolina um, to shoot, which was exciting to just get out of LA for a little bit. And two, basically two like, you know, competitors would compete in various crafting, Christmassy crafting sort of um, challenges. And I got to like ring a bell and count down on a timer and just be my normal weird self and say funny, stupid Christmas puns. And it was a blast. I hope and pray to God, Buddha, Allah, sun, moon, stars that I get to do more stuff like that because it, it felt like I was like living my truth. Like I was my highest self when I was hosting it. It was so much, so much fun. Well, I love that the most excitement you got was ringing a bell. Oh my God. Like when I found out I had a bell like, and that I got to just aggressively ring it like above my head and do a countdown, I felt like my life actually peaked. Like, I don't, I don't know what was in my childhood that made me so excited about that. It was maybe power and, and, and freedom to be like as loud and crazy as I, as I truly am. And it was not only, I mean, it was, it was encouraged. And so I, I mean, I loved it. And the contestants couldn't have been sweeter. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like Southern contestants. So they were so nice and they were really talented and it was just fun, you know, and this was also something I got to do, you know, and I got to shoot it like at the end of September, beginning of October. So I'd been in quarantine for so long. So I felt like all of my pent up, you know, isolation just exploded. And I was so excited. (laughs) It's, it's over now, but uh, hopefully there'll be more stuff like that. So on a scale of one to 10, how good at crafting would you say you are? That's a good question. I've gotten better because I'm a mom and I feel like that just comes with the territory, but I am sort of like eighties mom crafty in the sense that like, I'll give them popsicle sticks and glue and be like, have fun. I'm not like 2020 or 2021 crafty where I'm like, looking at Pinterest and buying 70,000 things for them to craft. I don't own a glue gun. Um, so I say I'm like at a five. Okay. 
Okay, that's pretty good. People that were crafting were 10 and up. Like, I mean, next level, but that that was really their hobby. And some of them actually made businesses out of it. So they were amazing. Um, but we like, you know, I like to, I like to get random, easy thing. I'm, I'm, my approach to crafting is like, what, how can we do this easily? What, you know, how can we make this easy and fun? What was the ugliest thing you made with your kids? Or do you just let, are you just like, Hey, do it yourself. I'm not, this is not, I'm your mom. I'm like a do it yourself. I really want my kids to be independent. So I'm not hovering over them. I, my four-year-old knows how to use scissors. I'm like, do it yourself. I'm here, but you do you boo. So they make some really ugly shit. (laughs) (laughs) Now. Okay. Let's pretend let's do a little, let's do a little role play exercise where I'm one of your kids. And I just brought you the most ugly piece of art. Uh, let's uh, let's paint a visual. Okay, so it's brown paper. Um, and let's say I dipped my hand in some paint and just like rubbed it on there like that and maybe put some cotton balls and a few macaroni noodles. I am presenting this as your child. What is your response? Sweetie, that's so creative. I love that you use your hands. I love all the colors that you use and the different t- textures. I'm really proud of you. Good job. That's what I say. And that's the truth. I am proud of them. When they do stuff, I am I am so proud of them, whatever they create. I don't save all the art. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, you used colors. I don't want to lie to them and give them this false sense of like everything they do is great. I will tell them when they do something that is really great, which they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but crafting, it doesn't matter for me if it looks good or not. It matters that they're playing, they're getting dirty, they're using their hands and they're thinking outside the box. I'm kind of a strict person in that I don't do screen time for my kids. They don't get mm-hmm. iPads and mm-hmm. they haven't for a really long time, a couple years now. Even on vacations, they I've taken them away. And with that forces me to think of a lot of creative things for my kids to do all the time that don't involve a screen. So crafting, even if we suck, we're going to do it anyway, because it's fun to cut things up. Like my, my youngest really likes cutting things up out of a magazine. Um, so he'll just take scissors and just cut all the things he likes out of a magazine and he'll glue it on a piece of paper. It's almost like a vision board. And, you know, it looks crazy and messy, but it's cute. And I want them to play and feel free to express themselves all, all the time. And also, who am I to judge on what art looks good and what doesn't? There's like random art that gets sold for millions of dollars that I'm like, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. So I'm not an art critic. They can think if they're proud, I'm proud. Well, and it's so funny you said that because a couple of weeks ago, uh, this guy I know, he has a art gallery in the city and he invited me to go. He was having like a social distance, like outing or whatever. And so I went and I went with my roommate and I was looking at the prices as compared to what the paintings were on the wall. And I was like, good God, this is more than my rent. And it literally, no joke. It was like someone just took a couple of paint strokes and they're like, this is called chaos. And I'm like, yeah. Wait, wasn't there an episode of Sex in the City? Did you watch a lot of Sex in the City? Girl, of course. Okay, okay, just check. Real um, quick, the, what's your the, thoughts on Big and Carrie? Um, okay, unpopular opinion, but I always kind of liked the Russian. Um, but I know, what? I know, I know, I know, because he was like foreign and like swept her off her feet, minus the whole slapping thing. Um. But he was like so cultured and smart and seemed so sophisticated and wanted to take her around the world. And he's older and mature. And I was like, oh, that's hot. I liked Aiden. 
Yeah, Aiden was cute. Big fucked her around for so long. I mean, I just wouldn't be able to get over that. I'd mm-hmm. be like, you're going to leave me when some hot piece comes around. But the Carrie-Russian dynamic, I mean, he 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 showed her parts of art and culture and music that she and romance that she had never experienced. And I, I was attracted to that idea. Okay. Yes. Buy me a, play me some music and say some nice poetry and then buy me a dress and take me to some fancy ball. Sign me up for that. Well, I think I liked Aiden cause he was like kind of lazy and never wanted to do anything. And I'm like, I like that. And he ate chicken. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't eat chicken, and I like the Russian because he was cultured. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, my on big. Yeah, sure, big, great, fine, whatever. Like there was definitely like some perks with him, but um, yeah, I also liked Samantha and Smith's relationship too. I thought that was a hot dynamic. Well, and here's a funny thing: the older I get, the more I really love Miranda. Oh my God. Yes. And also I feel like when I was younger and watching that show, I was in my wild or like late teens, early twenties. And I actually think I watched it after it was super, like, I don't, I didn't watch it live. Yeah. Um, I, Same. So I watched it like a couple years later, I want to say, and then binged and became obsessed because there was, there was a period where it was a really, really hot show for even years after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, at the time I was like, Samantha is the only person that I can connect with. Cause she was wild and like, got what she wanted and was very into men. <laughs> <laughs> but then as I watched it, when I'm older, I'm like, have I become a Charlotte? Oh my God. I'm kind of like a little bit more, um, a, a skosh more conservative and uptight now. <laughs> See, I, hmm. Because I've thought about this. Like, I want to be the Samantha when it comes to dating. But yeah. the second I have, like, a one-night stand, like, the next morning, I'll be like, oh, my God, how'd I get so lucky? So I'm <laughs> I'm very Charlotte when it comes to dating. But, like, I've grown to appreciate Miranda because she is just like, you're an idiot. Carrie's a bit of a mess. Let's call a spade a spade. She's a bit of a mess. <laughs> right. You know, it does it does hurt my heart a little bit that they that they all kind of are not friends with Samantha in real life. I read that HBO Max is in talks to do a revival with just the three of them. Why are there revivals of anything? Like, let's just get some new shit going. You know what? I'm here for the revivals. I'm like, oh, my old friends are back. And even when they come back and if it sucks, I'm I'm still here for it. Okay. So there are people out out there like you that like like that then. Again, you're the cultured one. I'm the one at home with Aiden eating chicken. Okay. So let's take a break. And coming back, we're going to go through 20 questions in 20 minutes. How are you feeling? Do you feel like you can take on this task? 100%. Bring it. Yeah, I like that. There's that, Samantha. Okay. (laughs) We'll we'll take a break and be right back. Welcome back to You Go First. I am joined today by the lovely and talented Shahzad Kiade. That is such a visual you gave me. <laughs> by the way, real quickly, what is the worst way someone has mispronounced your name? Oh my God. I mean, I've heard everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, people think I was named after a fucking Pokemon because there's one called Sharzard, Sh- I think. Um, because I, I get that. But no, it's it's a classic 
famous Persian name named after uh-huh. a Persian queen who was a genius. So I don't like when people butcher it. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Blair has been butchered mostly by Starbucks. Because I feel like when I say my name, I think I say it weird. Blair, it's it feels weird when I say it. So one time I have, it's on my, check it out on my Insta stories, but I have uh, just a running list of all the times they've misspelled my name. The best was B-L-I-A-F-F-E. Oh my God. Well, I, I my, so my dad grew up in Iran. He has an accent, his mm-hmm. Persian accent. Yeah. So he typically doesn't say his name, Mansoor, at Starbucks okay. because it's, like it'll he'll literally get like man sir like man but also sir on his cup so he's he's created every time he goes into starbucks he gives him a different random name ralph yeah like <laughs> seriously and i remember being with him once and this guy is was at a starbucks in the town i grew up in cupertino home of okay. the apple computer thank you um and this guy my dad said his name. He said like Bob or something. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, dude, your name's not Bob. He was like, I called my dad out on the fake Starbucks name, which was so funny. And then my dad started laughing and he gave him his real name. Was that like an aha moment for him? Like one of those things that Oprah talks about where he's like, I'm being seen for the first time in my life. My dad? <laughs> no, he probably just laughed at it. He just laughed at it. He's like, <laughs> what, was, what was the Starbucks order, by the way? He, okay, my dad, he will be dripping with sweat. It, he's a tall guy. He's like 6'4", mm-hmm. dripping with sweat, and he'll order an extra hot, hot latte. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing, you crazy? And, and it'll be so scorching hot that I don't know how he can has an esophagus left. But well, On the flip side, it, it could be snowing outside, and I'm like, yes, an ice latte, please, you know. Yeah, so you guys are freaks. Oh my God. You know what? I'll find him on Instagram. We'll talk about it. Okay. So since we are both not in the same place, because I just got back from Virginia, so I have to quarantine for 10 days. We are going to adopt the virtual format. So you're going to pick a number between one and 20. I will read the corresponding questions and we will be off and running. So Shurazan Kiade, you go first. You got to pick a number. Uh, five. Okay. Question five. Uh, okay. This is very uh, convenient for what we were just talking about. Will you get the COVID vaccine? Timer begins now. Probably. Okay. What's your hesitation? Um, I just want to, I don't want to be the first person, which obviously I'm not. I won't. Yeah. I don't qualify. Other people have to go before me because mm-hmm. they're, you know, over 65 or they're essential workers or whatever they have an underlying condition um so i'm happy to wait and um but yeah sure i'll I'll get it i'm done having kids so there's no fear that i have about any like reproductive issues that it could cause in an unborn baby which i would say would have been my hesitation but um that's my that's my truth i still have the antibodies because i was originally told they only last for three months but it's been almost a year since i had covid so I'm still going strong. So yeah, but mine was like not anything at all. I lost my sense of taste and smell, but that was really it. And the good thing was it was right at the beginning. Like if I got COVID now, I would be terrified because I'm like, I'm tempted to look and see what the side effects are, but I'm such a hypochondriac that I know I would look and I'd be like, well, 
Well, I mean, I saw the Bell's palsy thing, which was obviously upsetting. But, you know, I I have um, friends that are now essential workers that are get, not now essential workers, but they mm-hmm. are. And they're now getting the vaccine. And it's a hard decision for anybody to make. Um, and a lot of them are being actively encouraged to get it. And I want to support them. I mean, these yeah. are people that have literally held the hands of hundreds of people while they die alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if getting the vaccine will help their peace of mind while they work, then I want to absolutely encourage them. And what the fuck do I know? You know, so yes, smart scientists that dedicate their life to finding the cure for diseases. I, I bow to you. Yes, yeah. I will. I will get it. I, I won't be the first, um, obviously, because who am I? But uh, sometime I'm sure. Yeah. What a fun question to kick things off. All right. Uh, pick- <laughs> I know I know how to play on a good show. All right. Pick another number. Uh, seven. All right. This will be a fun. This will be an acting challenge for you. Convince me the world is flat. So I got to tell you something. I- oh, good. An accent. <laughs> <laughs> What's this character's name? I need the character's name. Uh, 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 Shh. Stephanie, okay. Stephanie, now I, I got to tell you so. i tell you what. Now, I ain't never seen no curves on that goddamn fine God's green earth before. And I tell you, it is flat until somebody tells me otherwise. That's what Jesus says. And I believe my Lord and Savior. Where is Stephanie from? You know, I just, that's my default when I, <laughs> when somebody... <laughs> that one I don't know that's my default is southern I'm from the south and that's always my default like I am so limited when it comes to character voices um I well I guess I should say that's my default when I'm thinking about things that are so different from my way of thinking okay like somebody in my stereotype brain which I know obviously is just a negative stereotype I think of Southern people not thinking that the world is round because of some religious view that they have. And I think of the South and it's terrible and wrong. If it makes you feel any better, my dad is a preacher. So I can attest that there's some accuracy in your assessment. Okay. All right. So so rest easy, Shahzad. (laughs) Okay. Pick another number. I also have North Carolina roots, by the way. Um, I have a lot of deep roots. My grandparent, my grandma and many, many, many great grandparents are all buried in Lincolnton, North Carolina. So we've at least dated someone in our family. There you go. Definitely. (laughs) Um, Okay. So my next number is 12, obviously. What would the title be for your biopic? And let's go one step further. Who would play you? Obviously, Angelina Jolie. You took the words right out of my mouth. The chubby version. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. I don't know. Something like that. Something about, you know, getting back on your feet after a fucked up time. I'm going to say, I feel like it needs to be punny. I like a good pun. How about homo you didn't? That's classic. That's fun. It's to the point. You know, something's up. Comical. And it's gay. Pick another number. Uh, 14. Oh, I love these. Tell a bad date story. 
Oh my God. Okay. So I've been married for a long time, but I was a little hoe once before. Mm -hmm. So I did go on a lot. We know you're the Samantha. Uh, (laughs) Did I mention that already? (laughs) Um, Okay. So which one do I want to tell? Keep in mind, your husband may listen. So just, you know, let that taper your decision. Okay. Um, Okay. Okay. So, so there was like in college, there was a period of time when um, there were these, I think they were rolling blackouts in LA Mm -hmm. and so many of the grocery stores around UCLA were, didn't have power. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were like, basically like closing down and it was really hard to find a grocery store in LA for a little while just like a few weeks or maybe months or something, if I'm remembering correctly. But I remember this guy was like, hey, I want to make you dinner. And I was like, oh, cute. Like, and that's the first. So he's like, oh, just, you know, the grocery stores around my neighborhood are all blacked out because of the blackouts or whatever. So can uh-huh. you pick up the food? And I was like, okay. Like I had zero money in college. I only went out with guys to get a dinner. Like I didn't like, I just did not have money. And, um, so when he asked me to go pick up this long, then he sent me a long list of groceries. It was like, you know, hard to find herbs and all this stuff. And so then I'm like driving to the grocery store and I buy all this stuff and then I go deliver it to his fucking house. And then he makes some shitty ass meal. And I basically was so like, I felt so used. I felt so like duped. I was like, I'm such a sucker. This guy used these blackouts to get me, my dumb ass to go grocery shopping for him. And I literally delivered it to his door. And I remember that was like, obviously the last time I ever talked to him (laughs) because I felt like such an idiot. I mean, I totally got played. And I mean, he was probably like, laughing his ass off thinking this dumb girl like just went grocery shopping for me but it was so convenient for him because he um he had the blackout excuse which was a real thing but this guy was shady and I that was it I and he also was a terrible cook I remember the whole night thinking like I am such a better cook than you I should have just been like nah I'm not gonna hang out tonight and just cook myself some food but I thought he would pay me back that really sucks. Like how, how much did you buy? I mean, you know, any money at the time was a lot. So I think it was like 40 bucks, Okay, but that was gas or that was like, I could have made 40 bucks last on my own uh-huh. way longer than one meal. So, you know, it, I just got, I just got like totally used. Um, anyway, I have one that's like in a similar vein. So we went to this restaurant in the downtown area of my hometown. And he seemed just like not kind of into it, which immediately I'm like, what's wrong with me? It's toxic. Mm-hmm. So we ordered food. And then before, the, before it came to our table, I went to the restroom. I came back and he had gotten a to-go box. And he was like, hey, thank you so much. This was great. And he left. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. What a dick. but to put things in perspective bottom food and he just took the food and bounced yeah oh cute so uh that was fun i did discover he does do uh not high quality but pretty low quality porn now so oh well he's a hustler then all right pick another number uh 20 this is a listener question 
and this will actually pertain more to you than it will me. Uh, my husband is messy as hell, and nagging him hasn't helped the situation. Any tips on how to fix him? <laughs> and this is from uh, Jane of Ohio. Jane, that's tough because I married a neat freak, uh, but I would stop having sex with him immediately until he changes his ways. <laughs> Power the pussy. Has that worked for you? I can get whatever I want by <laughs> locking that up. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, what else can you do? Nagging ain't going to work. She already tried that. Right. So what, what little love notes, that's not going to work. That's going to make it messier. So what can you do? What does he want that you have that he's willing to work for? The regime, right? One uh, one would assume. You know, everybody's different, Mm -hmm. but you have to think about what you have that they want. I mean, there's still power dynamics in marriages. You still have to have some control. Um, And if that's, if you, if there's something that you want, and you are trying to train your man. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta take something away that they want. Let me play devil's advocate. <laughs> He's like, and now I'm speechless. <laughs> well, let me play devil's advocate. What if it's one of those marriages where he got married to convince his family that he's straight? And so let's say he's a closeted homosexual. I'm just, oh I'm not God. saying this is the case, Jane. I'm just saying, let's just play, let's just go there, you know? And like, let's say the sex thing won't work. Okay. Offer him a penis? Divorce. Unless you're really in it for like friendship, which I think that's totally fine. Everybody gets married. Which I don't think this is the case, but you know. Like that is, but. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think I know somebody who was in that situation before and they did just get divorced, but I know he was gay. I know he wasn't attracted to women, which. I, and I think he, and he grew up in a really religious family. So I think it was just really frowned upon where he came from. And I think that for the most part, they were interested in each other for friendship reasons, Mm -hmm. which I think, great. There's so many modern marriages. If you Mm -hmm. are aware and you're not feeling duped, um, you know, people should do whatever they want as long as like both parties are agreeing to it. But, um, yeah, that would drive me crazy because I'm a neat freak. I make yeah. my bed while my husband's still in it. I can't walk by an unmade bed. I spend a large portion of my life cleaning. Mm-hmm. It's the like ex-tweaker in me. I just like have to clean. <laughs> so Jane, uh, either withhold sex or divorce him because he's gay. All right, pick another question. <laughs> We make a great team of advice here. This is very good, (laughs) unconventional advice, I think. Okay, let's go with one. So we just got out of the holidays as of this recording. So this question is, what is the best or worst Christmas present you've ever received? Not just this past Christmas, but ever. Unless it was this past Christmas. Well, well, um, my husband is an excellent gift giver. That's just, he's just fabulous. He never misses an opportunity to give me a present. Mm -hmm. But- Uh, This year, we really, really didn't want to do presents and we just bought a piano. So I'm going to tell a story about an ex-boyfriend and the gift he gave me because it was the end of our relationship. Uh, And it's really funny to me. So anybody that knows me knows I didn't grow up with animals. I'm I'm not like anti-animal by any means. I've come around to love dogs and cats. Um, I don't own any pets though. We just have a fish. 
but I'm not, I did, I don't know what to do with animals. I'm not a good animal owner because I don't know what to do with them. And this guy that I was seeing gave me a pet bunny in a box on Valentine's day. Once at like 9 PM at night, he showed up at my apartment, gave me a box with a bunny in it and was like, happy Valentine's day. And then left. And then I, first of all, had roommates, obviously, because I was in my early twenties and to afford anything in LA, you need to live with like multiple people. So I had two roommates at the time. And I, I'm like, there's this moving box with a bunny that has no food. I don't know the first thing about taking care of an animal. Also, you got to kind of run this by your roommates. If you bring in a live thing to their living space as well. So I freak out, not, I mean, I'm like, what the fuck? This is the worst gift. Obviously you don't know me, dumbass. And we've been together for a really long time on and off, but clearly you haven't been like, it hasn't registered. Like I've Mm -hmm. never walked by a bunny and said like, oh, I love that bunny. Dumbass. So then I have to like now keep this bunny alive for the night because I have no food. I don't have a cage. I don't even know if I'm supposed to put it in a cage. I like truly know nothing. So I put it in the bathtub and my roommates were all like, what the fuck? And my sister was staying with me. And then the next day I had to be, I remember I had to be at work at like 9am. So sometime that day I had to send my sister out on foot to go find rabbit food. So we didn't come home to a dead bunny in my bathtub because that would have been really fucked up. And so Shereen, my sister has to go trekking around LA on foot, finding rabbit food. And then we come back and we feed it. And then we had to find a shelter for it. And I was like, you're so dumb. That might have worked for a little, for a different person. The point is, is that if somebody doesn't know me, I'm not into it. So that was the worst gift. A bunny? A fucking bunny. I would have been pissed. What about you? Right. Okay. Thank you. Cause sometimes I say this story and people are like, you are a cold hearted snake. Like you're literally the worst meanest person alive, but it wasn't just the bunny. It was like, you don't know me. Right. You don't know anything about me. Like if I got somebody a pet snake, like that would be like a weird fucking gift to get somebody. The getting the bunny was the equivalent of getting a snake. Like it didn't matter. It was the fact that they don't know me and I can't, I, w- I was barely taking care of myself. Well, and that's the thing. It's not just a one-time gift because you also have to take care of it. So you're actually giving me something that is more money on my end. Yes. And work. I mean, I, my sister had to go, you know, buy all this food. And then we had to spend that after I got home from work that day, I remember coming home and being like, Oh my God, I hope this money's not dead. And now I have to put it back in a box and put it in my car, which intimidated me and find a home, a homeless shelter for animals, a oh, an animal shelter in Los Angeles and drop the poor thing off. Uh Oh, we did it. So fun. Now, what do you want to promote right now? This is your platform. Oh my God. Um, I ain't got shit to promote right now. Nothing. I'm just hanging out, um, gearing up for some fun new things, but maybe in a few months there'll be more things to promote. But as of now, I'm just little old me, uh, taking things one day at a time. Instagram. What about you? What do you, yeah. Instagram. I'm on the gram. Okay. And that's, and that's in the description. So just, you know, like, you know, like look down, quit being lazy. Look down. It's, it's like right there. Just click on it and follow I have nothing. <laughs> I have this podcast. I'm like, I don't have anything. <laughs> I have this podcast. Yeah. So if you want to review, give it five stars, nothing less. Anything less than that, you will you will kill me. You will 
I will shut down. So I will not accept that. So like and review. You can also send us questions at You Go First Show on all the platforms. And also, if you want to send a voice, uh, a voicemail, that's super fun. There's a link in the description. So do that as well. But other than that, I'm just hanging out with my roommate and um, I don't know, trying to get laid, but like in a safe way. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) got to be interesting to be single during the COVID times. It's not fun. Like you can, like you can get it on, but you can't kiss, right? Like you can bump uglies, but you can't kiss. I'm so COVID. Like I don't know. I'm just making this up. I don't know. Um, I'm so paranoid that I would be like, what if I can transfer it that way? You know? Yeah. Um. So 2020 was the year of reverginization. Oh, good, good, good. Um. But if we count self love, then I I was a Samantha. I was a big old Samantha. Too much? Was that too much? Was that too? No, no. I'm I'm too much in general. I'm a, I'm a little little much always. And if if somebody if somebody if somebody starts going down a pervy path, I'm the first to jump in because I'm always thinking about perverted things, but right. I maintain them. And then if so, if I know like it's a safe pervy zone, then I'm ready. <laughs> Great, I love that. All right, I'm- so to end the show, give us an inspirational thought in a southern accent. Um, uh, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. 